Okay. Okay. Now my turn. Now my turn. Clap. clap. I don't think I'm supposed to say clap. And clap. Uh, and I realized that after the first clap. Oh, it was beautiful. So now that, thank you. Now that we are in um, good clap territory, good clap town. Hey, take it from me. Not all clap is bad. <laughs> and with that, I didn't can... follow. Up. And we're, and we're back. We're back, Mr. Wyden. Yeah, I, I, I think a darling doomsday to to you, Mr. Stewart. Uh, what a dude, what a what a downer, what a fucking doomsday it is. It's not a fun doomsday, you know. This isn't the movie 2012 starring uh, John Cusack. If I'm not, mistaken. I was about to say I don't know who stars in that movie. <laughs> uh. I think it was John Cusack at, at kind of a volatile time in his career, but I could be wrong. Point being, that made the end of the world look fun, uh, and it's just a lot more racist. Yeah, we're we're having more of a world. crumbling catastrophe than like a really exciting explodey doomsday. Right. It's not, it's not like 2012 arrives and it's like, oh shit, yeah, no, check the mind calendar. It's time to go. <laughs> It's just a slow, arduous decline. Wouldn't it have been like weirdly nice if the Mayan calendar had just been like, oh, we finally like, you know, good run, good run. Call it a call it a run. Not really. Not a particularly good. We (laughs) we had pretty shitty run. (laughs) Have we done much? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Run. (laughs) Mediocre run. This is yes. Uh. I'm trying to think of a mediocre show, and like the top five I was grasping for are all highly respected. <laughs> Hold on, what was name one of them? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna take pot shots at Will and Grace, but that's not gonna fly around here. I know, I know that. I it's know, not gonna fly. I, I will say, if you're yeah. if you're gonna take a hot shot at a '90s sitcom, I would much rather it be mm. Will and Grace than Frasier. So. Hmm. Uh, I could take pot shots at Frazier. I mean, anyone I think could. Us <laughs> anyone could, right? It's not. It's not exactly the hardest thing, especially since. Uh, and this is true, Lindsay. Uh, shit, it's not Graham. What, what, no, what is it, it is. Oh. No, Lindsey Graham's the senator. It's uh, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Lindsey anything. It was Kelsey. Kelsey Grammer. Oops. Uh. <laughs> Keeps opening up his mouth and saying things. Wait, he does? Uh, oh, that's such a good. bummer. Yeah, no, I mean, nothing, there's nothing like new in that department. It's just that every time that he like states an opinion on something, it's like, ooh, dog. No. Maybe keep that to yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey, not thrilled that you think that anyway, but if you do, don't tell us about it. Yeah, we just, like just, imagining you as... A adorable, flustered psychiatrist. I don't need to know you as a real human yes. being. That's for like yes. the twenty people who you actually know in your life. <laughs> right, and you can you know you can get as flashy as you want with those twelve people, <laughs> but just keep it to those twelve people. Well, sure. we got some news to jump into this week, but before we do. I would just like to welcome our, and you can count them, 
You can count them on more than two hands, Mr. Stewart, our 22 unique listeners from the last seven days. Well, let me bust out them tootsies to welcome the new listener. (laughs) 22 unique listeners. So 22 individual people. Uh, What is unique? Okay, what's unique about (laughs) Just that they are not each other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the only thing that defines them is that they are not someone else. Uh, <laughs> and that's really what defines anyone. If you think about it. In this in this definition-heavy show we have constructed. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mrs. and Mr. and gender neutral prefix listeners. Yes. To all Very the dweebs and doofuses out there, we're glad you're dweebs here. Dweebs and doofuses. <laughs> <laughs> it's ama- for, for my being the one that initially pushed that joke, it's amazing how much it seems like I want to forget it. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I really want to keep the bit alive and going. So you dweebs and doofuses, just tweet at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to give you, you my did. handle. That would be too easy. You pushed for that idea really hard yeah. in in the beginning and you know what it still is the beginning and i'm glad i'm glad we're here (laughs) this is episode five i think it is Um, we're over a month though i'm also we're over a month we made it through that hump of of maybe they won't actually do this because now we've been doing it for five weeks which i think is like all right we just do this now harrison we might do this for the rest of our lives We're well on our way to a potty, uh, which is what I assume the podcast awards are called. Oh, I hope so. If not, so. it should be. What? Are, what is the pot? Let's see. As Harrison's Googling all, the podcast awards, I'm going to do the thing we oft uh, forget to do, which is introduce ourselves. My name is Chris Wyden. My... Oh. <laughs> yes. This is the It Is Nigh podcast, and Harrison Stewart is Harrison Stewart. And you can, you know, find our uh, socials in the description or whatever. Live your best life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. Help. I'm not gonna hold your hand. <laughs> we have, and this is we have the laziest audience. Oh, I do all of our homework for them. Um, I'm not getting so uh, like iHeartRadio is basically. They it doesn't appear like they have a fun name, but I, also I don't know what I'm talking about. Also, uh, these ever. none of the yeah. awards matter. Like any award, every industry yeah. of every every like fragment of every industry has their own award category, no matter what anyone does for a living, and they're all dumb. You don't need an award to do your job. <laughs> like <laughs> they're all dumb and not only not only that, but like it is just astounding how poorly those things age. Like you can watch the show from last year. Like Fucking Green Book won Academy oh Award for Best. That's right. Green Book. Green Book. And you know what, though? A movie that you may, that you may have seen, but you're not going to watch it again. When are you going to watch? Hey, when are you ever going to watch Green Book? It didn't. Not only did it, it not age bad. well, it was not appropriate at the time either. Like, everyone was like, oh, good. No. <laughs> the modern version of Driving Miss Daisy. Right. Great. <laughs> Well, like, like it's just heavy white savior cop, like, and and the well, the best part about that is that like that 
the the academy thought it was like doing good, like that it had done a good <laughs> by by doing it. It's like we'll show them. They think we're <laughs> they think we're stuck in the past. We'll let Green Book win <laughs> a movie that definitely doesn't prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that we are stuck in the past. Oh, it's it's um, horrible. Lee is really good. The, the acting is really good in it. I'll give it that, absolutely. But I mean, like, I don't think Viggo Mortensen or Mahershala Ali are capable of turning in bad performances. Yes, yeah, they're there people, people that, like, if they're on set, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna make the most of a most likely pretty shitty script. Um, book was, but I don't even. I mean, they just so. That, hey, that was this week. That's new. They just released the Oscars. They did. Uh, they um, did. So if you guys care about that. Weird, weird <laughs> yeah, look it up. <laughs> Again, it's not what the show is about. Chris, tell them what the show is about. This show is about all the upsetting and setting news updates that have happened this week. Yes, I said upsetting and setting. As if they are opposites, and they're not, but they aren't the same word. So, so the IRS is where I want to start. On a lighter note, I mentioned this to Harrison before we started recording, but on a lighter note, I think it's funny that the IRS is so busy giving everybody money that they can't handle us doing our taxes. They keep putting back the tax due date it's now may 17 is when your taxes are due because the irs is like i can't fucking look at your taxes i gotta pay you (laughs) i've i've got to get these checks out and make sure that they're going to the right people and places like well i mean heard and great but well okay so here's the thing i was about to suggest that they had used the interim time from when we got, you know, the last check and this one to get their shit together. But what impetus was there to do that? There was no guarantee that there was ever going to be another check. Well, I spent I spent all this time figuring out how to bureaucrat correctly when there might not even be a reason to bureaucrat correctly. I always wonder you, you got a government correctly first, and Lord knows we can't government correctly. <laughs> It's not something that the U.S. does. Do you think the IRS is like the hoity? Like, the IRS is one of those mystery organizations that, like... <laughs> Do I think the IRS is hoity? Yeah. Well, like, hoity-toity in, like, a way that... I, I like to imagine that they might be, like, the fancy department. Because that's where the money is. Because you go to the DMV mm-hmm. and it's kind of shoddy. And you go to, like the department of public works and it's just like boring but the irs is like you go in and you got to wait in a waiting room because they're like busy getting mani petties somewhere deeper in the department because why like obviously oh, they don't but i love the image of them oh, just being yeah. like yeah <laughs> i also like the idea of like the floor plan for the irs building just being a monopoly board <laughs> if you just look at them like, all right we got to get down to the boardwalk <laughs> but it's like a real every, like every employee is just you pass just a, a kiosk labeled man. go and it's it gives you two hundred dollars. <laughs> you walk well. There's a lot we can do with the go immediately to jail joke. <laughs> I 
our audience is smart and funny and they can construct the joke from there with the pieces we have provided. That's right, it's the world's first choose your own joke. Venture book uh, starring me, Harrison, and Chris, uh, who is also me. I was about to say Chris, who you, his <laughs> Chris colon Harrison. <laughs> Chris colon the Harrison Stewart story. <laughs> it's the name of my auto bibliography. And I guess outside of the IRS, we might as well just mention that the vaccine rollout is trucking along. And Harrison and all 22 of you, um, if you don't know, there's a really cool nonprofit out there called Dr. B, Dr. B the letter B. And it's if you type in Dr. B online, it'll pop up. It's a legit website. You can look into it if you don't trust me, but it's. It's legit. It's a national thing that basically you put in, it takes all of two minutes, you put in basically your zip code and like your phone number and that's about it. And then they will put you in line based on your health needs and based on when you got onto the service in general. And they will let you know if a pharmacy near you has an extra vaccine that they need to get rid of because it's going to go bad that day. So you can like not skip line, but make sure that a wasted vaccine isn't wasted. And then it allows you to kind of skip the line. So... Or yeah, you can make sure that the that, that vaccine is wasted on me. Uh, what does the B stand for? Bad. I have no idea what it stands for. Uh, when I heard it originally, I assumed it was going to be B with two E's and have like a cute little picture of a bug, but it's not that at all. Um, <laughs> ah! Sorry, I just hit my table. Um, oh, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? I surprised okay. myself. Uh, so yeah, that's something worth checking out. I will say, as I will say, I could, I want more out of the vaccine rollout than we're getting because you listen to the government and it's like everything's happening and we're making it and we're trying and stuff and it's like, well, at least they're trying. But then I have like friends who are our age or younger than us who have already gotten the vaccine because they just like knew someone who worked at a Walgreens or. They just happened yeah. to be in a CVS at like 4.30 and there was an extra vaccine and the pharmacist was like, hey, you want to get vaccinated? Like, there's like, there's right. a lot of not organized ways people are getting the vaccine, which I'm not saying it's bad to get the vaccine because mm-hmm. any way you can get it, good. But it feels like a problem that I know a lot of people who are getting the vaccine kind of by accident. <laughs> yeah. I It also like sucks that it depends on like the state. Like I hate that. Like I have a friend in Arizona. I don't hate that he's vaccinated, but like fucking Arizona, how's Arizona on top of it? Shit enough to get him a vaccine. It's Arizona. I don't know. I, I really didn't have anything further to say on the matter. Honestly, it might just be because it, and I mean, this is a dark joke, so I'm going to apologize before I even say it, but Enough people might have died already. <laughs> you can apologize, but I, I don't apologize. I don't apologize. I don't apologize. Okay, now hit us with that joke. Oh, enough people may have already died. So it in Arizona from the lack of <laughs> of health restrictions. So it could be that it's just really easy to get a vaccine now because there just aren't as many people trying to get them. <laughs> well, and that's a fair point. It's also. Uh, a desert. 
It is a desert. The population also has. And and that joke doesn't come out of nowhere. I'm mainly referencing since it is a since the state government in Arizona is very Republican. I found it kind of hilarious that uh, in I don't even know it was over it was months ago, but over the summer, like when all these college kids were just allowed to like rampage through Phoenix and stuff because there were no health restrictions and then all these kids got sick and then they started triaging people and what made it so ironic to me is that arizona hospitals were having to make the choice of who do we save and who do we let die which is exactly the argument that republicans love to make for why we shouldn't have universal health care is that that's going to be the system all the time and my answer is one it's not going to be the system all the time and two it could have stopped that from being the system if it had already existed in this country but because we don't have universal health care you were actually forced to do that very thing the republican government in arizona was forced to triage old people you know into basically the death tent and then give young people treatment, which is like, you know, that's Republicans are the only ones who have actually done the terrible thing that they are afraid that a socialist healthcare system would bring. And they did it without a socialist healthcare system. (laughs) That's a very good point. They fought for so long by saying like, it won't prioritize the right people. And it would totally collapse if there was some kind of just, all of a sudden, big strain on it. <laughs> <laughs> like everything that they said that they were worried and concerned about came up. And it was like, are y'all going to try to address this? Or no. Why? No. What's, what's wrong? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like half a million people are dead. Mm, those numbers are wrong. Okay. Well, they're, they're your numbers. Says who? No, it's like says your, your government. You, are <laughs> you part, say. You are a part of the government. <laughs> That told me that, that is how many. Well, I just don't agree with that. Agree People to disagree. Do. So, like, even if I mean, it's like, right? <laughs> Let's entertain this incredibly silly argument for half a second. Let's say that it's not five hundred thousand people dead from COVID, like due to whatever you want to talk it up to. Like, oh no, but like if it's complicating factors, it doesn't like count as a full COVID death. You know, even if you were to allow that for that, what what is your end game in this? What is your point? Exactly. Oh, only 300,000 are dead? I mean, like, what? Fucking hooray. Great. So, you, like, are, are, are we not agreed that a lot more people are dead than should be dead? And a lot more people are dead as compared to other countries? Hello? Of, of, of similar stature? Similar financial stature. Not getting caught in fucking, that. Fucking yeah, because stupid. fucking stature. There are plenty of 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 uh, to borrow a favorite Republican phrase, shithole country uh, <laughs> that seems to do quite a bit better than us in their rollout of the vaccine and their fucking lockdowns. And, ugh, so frustrating. And then you have situations like Florida, who, like, for myriad reasons, didn't, falls in the middle of the pack as far as, like, deaths go. And then, like, asshat DeSantis is acting like, oh, we did a good job. Uh, uh, 
not a ton of people are dead. And it's like, well, but again, you're in the middle of the pack, which still means that a lot of people are dead. A lot of people are dead. I don't know if I can see. And they're not helped by your policies. That's a lie. I do know if it concerns me. Yeah. They're not helped by your policies or your politics. They're certainly not helped by your haircut, your stupid befuddled face, your... Oh wow! I just realized that. Like him and him and uh, him and Tucker Carl. I was about to say life. that. You <laughs> see, befuddled, like the huh? Like the incredulous little like huh? They make this. What are you saying to me? They make this like oh no, you didn't like stupid face, but it doesn't look sassy yeah. or like life giving. It just looks like they're like kind of confused about a fart they're currently having, like. <laughs> Right, like it's gestating in their bowels. They're like trying to decide: is it a fart? Is it a shit? Creamy diarrhea. (laughs) Yeah. Is it sharp? Is it blood? Is it something that I need to seek a healthcare provider for, uh, which I have good access to, of course, being a rich white asshole? Oh, they're they're horrible. Oh, I, I, also, I, I, I want to because because it is a low key organic way to plug it. Not anymore. I released a misinformation video on YouTube this week. If if you're not here Woo! from misinformation, you should go check it out because it's all about Tucker Carlson, and uh, I think it's pretty funny. I think it's one of my funnier videos, but maybe not. So you go to www dot dot u spelled out. Like Y-O-U-2, like, you know, shorthand for a television, uh, dot com. Uh, and then you type in misinformation, and you go to the page, and you see Chris's video, and you laugh at his video, because it's good video. It's good It's good content. This is how it works. Unlike the <laughs> other segment, which is about bad content. Ooh. Bad content could reasonably... We can make a good argument for bad content. We could just do like Tucker Carlson's latest episode, and that's just our entire bad content. Mm. Forever now. I would love a. Uh, I hate him. I want. I, I like. I, I. 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 don't often wish horrible things on other people, but I wish bad things on Tucker and DeSantis. I really do. They're just so awful. They know they're awful. They both have just been decades in the making. Oh, because yeah. you can't be that awful. Over that's, a, that's a big thing, is that in order to get to like that level of awful, you need to hone your craft. You, know, you need to really figure out in the mirror how you can look the most confused when someone says, don't you believe in human rights? Oh, hello. Oh, we have a guest on the pod, a, a walkthrough. Yeah. He's backing out, maybe? Not joining us? No, he's not joining us. <laughs> Still looking at it up. I believe that is that a, is that the other brother the of the Stewart brothers? <laughs> no, that's Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm uh, Dave. Uh, well, yeah, yes, so Tucker maybe. sucks, DeSantis sucks, and I too hope they both die. Tucker sooner, preferably, mainly because I personally, uh, as I'm sure many of you oh, listening, personally know many people who have been affected by mm. Tucker Carlson. I have many relatives who were not hateful 
10 years ago. But after a decade of increasing amounts of Tucker Carlson, they have become pretty terrible people and use a lot of white nationalist language that I don't think they would have even had in their vocabulary were it not for Tucker Carlson. And uh, yeah, uh, well, John Oliver did a really good uh, story on it this week, but the uh, oh, did he really? It's not. Oh, I hope that. Yeah, he did. I need to watch it's, that. It's uh, it's like not even. It. Yeah, it's very good. It's not even like remotely coded anymore. Like I mean, he just straight up says things like, "We need to protect protect uh the future for our man." Wait, he says the Nazi thing. Yeah, he says something like so incredibly similar to the Nazi thing. Oh, so it's just, it just not like, enough. Include, okay. Doesn't include the word white. I think it says like it's like Western instead of white, but uh, that's like functionally the only difference. I'm honestly surprised um, Tucker like hasn't declared himself a proud boy yet at this point. Well, I am proud of where I'm from. And why shouldn't I be? Because I'm just asking questions. That's my Tucker. I'm working on it. The problem with doing a Tucker Carlson impression is that it requires me to listen to him, uh, which is, and this is true, bad for your soul. It is. Uh, it, your, your, your soul itself will just become cold and shriveled and sad and dilapidated, uh, much like a little pee-pee after uh, you have jumped into some very cold water. Oh, a little pee-pee. Uh, that is what Tucker Carlson does to one's soul. It is true. I see a lot of Tucker Carlson. I actually not- check in quite a bit. So I, I check in on his mm-hmm. on the YouTube Fox channel because I want to know what my crazy um, racist relatives or s- not racist yet but getting their relatives. And by not racist yet, I mean racist but less racist. Um, right, relatives. They're, they're well. I well. want to know what they're watching and what they're listening to, and it and it upsets me. It's true because even if you are paying it, like even if you're watching it critically, it's still it's mm. just so painful to watch someone blatantly lie. Like that's what it is. The show yeah. is him yeah. blatantly lying, and it's insane that it's on cable. It's insane. Right. Right. And I mean, it's also, it's, it's, it's the, the frustrating thing about someone like him is that, I mean, like, yes, he comes from assholes in his own right. And I mean, his father was a terror is, he's still alive, unfortunately. Uh, his father is, Dick Carlson is a terrible man in his own right, with just like a very, very, very long history of like, uh, outing and persecuting gay people, transgender people. Of course. Um, it, it's like this weird obsession of his um, or was, but like bad man, he was a journalist. There were things that he did where it was like, okay, that was a good story that you broke. Okay. The public, uh, uh, public radio was like in trouble and you stepped in and did a lot of good things, you know? So like, it's more of a mixed bag. Definitely awful, you know, leaning yeah. way bad. But, like, you can reasonably say, yes, Dick Carlson is a journalist. Tucker is not. Tucker has never been a journalist. He's never even been remotely close, no matter where he's been. It's wild to I still forget all the time that he had a fucking MSNBC show. He has like, been that's 
all over the place. That's the annoying part. Is like he, like it makes sense that he's here now because he's been on TV yeah. in some form or another for the past twenty years. And the, and in the early days, he was like, and that's what's so frustrating about seeing him now is that like he he knows the game and he knows like that politicians lie and and. <laughs> Anybody that's saying automatically upon you attacking them that you're attacking like the American small man, <laughs> everybody knows that that's like a fucking cop out and that millionaires and billionaires cannot claim that, that that's bullshit. Then he became a million slash maybe even billionaire. He's and, not a billionaire. There is I mean, no fucking a, way he's a billionaire. No, 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 no. But he has a lot of money. Is the point. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't sudden, get to be a billionaire for being famous. That's like the only people who get that are people who were already rich before they got famous, or your Beyonce. <laughs> what do you Rush Limbaugh? What do you Rush Limbaugh's net worth was? My God. And I mean, I I say that, and of course, after I said that, I'm immediately thinking of a lot of people who I will Holy say are not shit. billionaires, but really close. Like Jerry Seinfeld isn't a billionaire, but he's really fucking close. I think he's got like eight or nine hundred yeah, yeah. million no, dollars. I mean, but like, yeah, the core of what you're saying is right. I think I just forget how much a billion dollars actually is because it just it is an amount of money that should not exist. We should not have a way of even counting that high for a single person <laughs> to have possession of that. Uh, but Rush Limbaugh's net worth in 2018 was 8.5 no, 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 84.5 million. That is crazy. Um, and that makes me sad. Good family man, that Rush Limbaugh. He was always into family values and you can tell it by the fact that he left a family to leave that money to. Right. Uh, and of and course, just off into the for those of you who don't know, Rush Limbaugh <sighs> did not have any children. So you He's can... dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to break the news here on uh, what's the name of this spot? It is not... <laughs> What's the name of this uh, fucking thing? <laughs> what's the name of this thing that we're in and doing? All right. Um, Speaking of the name, let's, let's, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we, I think we got to move off of Rush and Tucker because that that's not news for this week. We talked about vaccines. We talked about COVID relief checks. Uh, let's talk about uh, racism because I think the next, unless are. Before I jump in, I know I'm kind of steering a little bit right now. Are there any stories that you want to mention before we talk about, you know, Atlanta and general congressional racism? No. Okay. Well, then we're going to hit up. We're not going to – I don't want to talk about this too long because you're getting it from literally every news source. Every news source I have looked at in the past 48 hours has been replete with this information, which I think is a good thing. But I also, I don't want to over talk about something that is super important because I don't want people to, um, to not care. So in, in that vein, mm-hmm. you should care about the fact that some random white 20 year old man murdered eight people, six of whom are of Asian descent in Atlanta two days ago. 
but also we don't want to talk about it too much so that you don't care in relation to the amount everyone else is talking about it. I mean, I don't know. I kind of want to talk about the discussion around, is it a hate crime? And I know the Atlanta police are like, we don't know. And we're like, we haven't ruled that out yet. I want to talk about the (laughs) philosophical, is it a hate crime? Because if something is a hate crime, you have to kind of like prove intent. And I think that's like, I don't know. I think that's the the important. uh, Oh, sorry. I keep. I keep talking of weird. What are, what are you saying? <laughs> no, you're saying it. I was just saying I definitely fall on the yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear this out, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you and I probably agree on most of the things before, <laughs> before we rant about them. But, but yeah, damn, okay. damn, man, this show is just us. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> mm. I think you're still there. Yeah. If, if you've listened this far in, but, I mean, I think it's one of the, like, I understand that for it to be a hate crime, there needs to be, I, I actually don't know legally if there needs to be intent, like, racist intent for it to be a hate mm. crime, or if it can be classified as that okay. without proving or demonstrating intent. Philosophically, I don't see how this can't be a hate crime. I don't see how crimes against, like, crimes in this fashion, in this category, couldn't be. Especially against Asian Americans who, like... People, immigrants, or or generations of Americans who are descended from immigrants, which is most of us, like, out of all immigrants in American history, no group has faced more xenophobia than people emigrating from Asia to the United States. Like, no, the U.S. has, has persecuted Asian immigrants more than any other immigrant group. And I know that sounds crazy because obviously Mexico has been the big focus for the past several years, but historically Asia has been like anyone from an Asian country has faced like a crazy amount of just like hate and xenophobia and like laws written against like Asian women existing. And like, just like you'd be surprised by like the number of there's was literally an early 1900s law about prostitution that was effectively only used to like attack asian women like it wasn't even an anti-prostitution law in the way it was used it was written that way and then it was used like exclusively to persecute asian american women which is just like we have i don't know what this country's problem is with everyone but (laughs) but damn like yeah i don't know it's a hate crime how could it not be a hate crime he killed a bunch of people who are historically oppressed i mean and 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 like it's not it's not just that it's it's the fucking fact that i'm like i hate i hate this i hate that so much of this fucking conversation has been turned into like these ridiculous. I'm not saying you're doing this oh, at all, no, no. <laughs> but but just that like a lot of the conversations that are happening around this are just turning into these ridiculous semantics exercises where it's still like, but holy shit, eight people are dead, were murdered, yeah, in their place of business that were owned and operated predominantly by people of Asian descent. What like? I don't know. It's like it's like people are trying to complicate it unnecessarily. And I say people. It's mostly, frankly, the police officers. Of course, and, and it the, is. The, the <laughs> that that is 
that is doing this to the conversation based on what they're saying and like trying to just tie it in being like, well, you know, we're not uh, uh, ruling out him being a sex addict as one of the uh, causes. Uh, well, okay. If you don't want to rule that out, allow me. It's no, stop that. What a fucking sex addict is going to go out and target Three Asian-owned businesses. Yeah, not and only just blindly murder. Yeah, not only is that just like set, no fuck you. Yeah, like it's, it's not how that works. It's offensive to so many people. Not only obviously all the families who like lost someone, but also to fucking sex addicts. Like that's a real addiction. We yeah. now know, and right. and like right. yeah, mo- there are millions of sex addicts out there, and most of them haven't committed murder and most of them haven't committed mass murder either. So to, to frame a mass murderer on the day of his arrest as having a bad day when he decided to kill eight people is like, no, you know who had a bad day? The eight dead Uh, people. He's having a worse day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, (laughs) yeah, they're having a bad day. All of their families are having bad days. All their friends, all the people that frequent those businesses, all I mean, I mean, every every person around the country that's now reading about this and becoming aware of it, no, they're having bad days. They're the ones that are having a fucking bad day. Why do you need to go out of your way to make excuses for this shit? To 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 to, to sit there and be like, well, let's just remember that there's a human at the heart of this. Okay. Fuck Incredible you. how you can find sympathy now in this moment for this person. Uh, all of a sudden, your judicial sympathy comes out. Fucking cute. That's that's very timely. Well done. And, I mean, and at a time when there's like just such a significant spike in uh, racist attacks against Asian Americans, Asian. And and at a time when the cops uh, are under like such, it's it's just incredible to me that like yeah. in the past year and obviously in this year, it's just like every the cops have had at this point. Remember, almost a full year has passed since George Floyd was murdered, and and the cops also have been under plenty of scrutiny and have been committing many human rights violations for you know the entirety of american history up to 2020 as well but like right. when the united states as a whole as a populace actually was forced to stay at home and had the time to doom scroll and pay attention to the news and and really was like you know what i've been a racist asshole most of my life racist asshole most of my life and i need to you know, actually pay attention and give a shit. And then we turn on the news or read articles about what cops are doing or saying. And it's like in response to people being pissed at the cops for being racist shits, they're racist shits. Like even when it's just a cut and dry mass murder, you still defend the white man. Are you serious? Like the easiest thing for you to do in this situation is just to not do what you did. And it's so obvious to literally everyone except right. you guys. It's like how I don't even understand how anyone is on a back the blue side at this point, where it's just like, obviously we shouldn't have these fuckers around. Like, it's like, like, it's like let's not fire even, all of them. It's not even like <laughs> slowing down. 
I mean, like it's not it's not like George Floyd happened and then there weren't there haven't been any more deaths, wrongful deaths. And I mean, fuck me, just this week you had a child shot in the head. Oh, that's uh, right. You had yeah, you had the, the you had the other guy die in custody uh, for like I think marijuana possession. Uh, and he was like choked out. It just, it, it, it just. I mean, it's incredible the the response to like, yo, hey, less police brutality. They're like, did you say more? No, <laughs> nobody said that. Nobody said that. And then meanwhile, their little, little cheerleaders are taking this as an opportunity to go well, brutalize themselves. I think that's going to be. The, the test is really going to come after the vaccination period because that's, of course, like once enough people, once like over half the population is vaccinated, there's going to be not there's going to be upsets everywhere. There's going to be upsets in the workplace and people, you know, vying for different jobs, also vying to work from home versus not if they don't have to or if they want to work at an office or whatever. But there's also going to be a lot more people who are a lot more emboldened to go out and protest more often. And I think there are a lot of people who were emboldened to protest last year. I mean, I myself included, but I know that one of my biggest holdups every time was I am potentially exposing myself to COVID. I live with four other people. I'm potentially exposing all of them. So it becomes a big, it becomes a moral quandary on a personal level when it's like, I want to participate in this massive public action, but I also need to consider the obligations I have to the people in my life. And, and you got to act accordingly. And I think there are a lot of people who were like going off and on, but they were going, you know, not consistently because they wanted to get tested in between and, and, and be safe and whatnot. Because, I mean, even, I mean, mm-hmm. at these protests, yes, most people were wearing masks, but no one's standing six feet apart. And uh-huh. there are people not uh-huh. wearing masks, even though most people are. And community, you know, mutual aid groups are handing out hand sanitizer at these protests, handing out masks and stuff, handing out snacks. But still, it's, you know, it's a high spread sort of situation. So I think once more people are vaccinated, we're going to see more action on that front, or at least I hope we do. And I, I encourage people to do that because if that has been your excuse in 2020 for why you weren't out there on the street, you don't have an excuse once you get vaccinated. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> take a day off work. You'll The protest itself is only going to be three, four hours of your time. And then you get the rest of the day off. Like, you know, it really doesn't take that much to actually try to fight for an equal citizenry. Like it actually doesn't take, if you're a member of a privileged group, it doesn't, it really doesn't take that much more than, than what you're doing. Well, well, it's not that it doesn't, I mean, obviously it takes a lot, but it's the least you can do. It's the least you can do. The, it's the least you can do. I guess I was trying to frame minimum. it in a positive you way. You can do to <laughs> say that, like, I am a part of this society and am trying to have an active hand in making sure that fellow citizens. Which I think people uh, should. I also think, like, 
if you're like if you're ever finding yourself with a lot of excuses to not because of work and because of all the ways that life is tiring which it is and i totally get it we all get it remember that what we're fighting for is to we're fighting to peaceably and of course it's not peaceful when the cops are beating up protesters but the protesters are peacefully advocating to have change and the alternative is not so peaceful and if enough people don't participate that's what happens like either we implode as a country which it looks like we're going to do or we yeah we get our shit together we protest we get out there in the streets and it's not going to be fun it's not going to be pretty and it's not always going to be non-violent but it won't be annihilation and the result maybe a peaceful change in our entire system if that's what we're really advocating for but if we don't it's all going to continue to crumble and and it's not going to you know it's not going to be go out and protest it's going to be go out and buy a gun so you can protect yourself from the dozens of factions that are now ruling in your neighborhood like these are these are the ways to think about it if you want to take the most selfish route which I know white people are want to do as a white person myself, then, you know, think about the long term of what it means to not be part of these movements. Think about the reality Mm. that at the age of 50, if you're 20 right now, your career goals are going to evaporate. They're not going to mean anything if the economy and the society collapses. Your achievements will be rendered meaningless. If you don't want that to happen, then fight for equality now don't wait for it to happen as a result of our total collapse <laughs> yeah. our imminent collapse all right that's weird, my soapbox for the weird. episode i'll i'll stand back i guess yeah, now let's no, move to uh, oh thank you um I appreciate it. Let's let's move to the soapboxy. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a nice segue to our last little newsy topic, the soapboxy topic of the times, the filibuster. Fucking hate everything. You should see Harrison's face what, right like, now. <laughs> God. It's it's just the worst. It's just the absolute worst. There's no I don't think there is any longer a good faith argument to be made in favor of the filibuster. Um, it's taken me a long time. I, I really, I'm hesitant to change things a lot of the time. I'll need to see like pretty good evidence for why something actively needs to be changed versus wanting to. So like I was the same way with the electoral college where like, yeah, it had to it, it had to be so bad that it was that it was like you can get to a situation where somebody is just absolutely thrashed in because I mean Bush v. Gore, yes, that sucked a lot. It was very stupid, but like it was kind of close, especially in the place that ended up deciding it. Yeah. Uh, yeah what yeah. is so infuriating about like twenty sixteen is that it wasn't close. It wasn't even remotely close. He lost the vote. The guy who won lost the vote of a significant majority 
of the American populace. Um, and, and I feel like recently we've seen the same thing for the filibuster, where it's like it has been so wildly misused and employed in a degree that is that is truly unprecedented. I mean, what Mitch McConnell has done to the entire United States government is absolutely astounding. But like his his wizardry, his legislative <laughs> wizardry uh, uh, within the Senate has just been like wild. Because he's just been able to to push everything further. Like it was like there were these goalposts. It's like, okay, you don't push it but this far. And he said, fuck you, and pushed the goalpost so far that we forgot that there were goalposts. I mean, the uptick in the use of the filibuster in the past like three decades has been insane it's it's nuts and i so i have a quick question before as we're as we're getting into this i am not super i think i have a more like commonplace knowledge of the filibuster which is like to me my knowledge of the filibuster is what i learned in high school history which is it's the like it's not a law and the senate can totally pass laws with a simple majority all the time if they want to. But the filibuster is like this procedural thing where a senator can just decide to talk for however long they can manage to like not go to the bathroom and hold up the right. passage of a, of a bill. Is that, is, right. is that what it is or is that no longer what it is? What's the deal? No. So, okay. So it's a legislative rule which the rules are different from laws because like the Senate, well, I mean, each chamber sets the rules at the beginning of any given session. Okay. Right. So they can change these however the fuck they want to. Um, and my God has it been changed, <laughs> but it is the legislative equivalent of running out the clock. The goal of the filibuster is that a bill has like a certain amount of time until it essentially expires. Uh, the goal of the filibuster is to block a vote. So if you just so happen to know that the side that is pushing for this has the votes, you simply invoke the filibuster. Like, like, like you, you, it, it's this thing that's like initiated to where you initiate uh, endless debate on it until it just expires. And then it doesn't need to go for a vote because it, it can't be voted on. So the I time, have a, the window has passed. I, I guess I and maybe and maybe this is one of those questions where the there's answer, a lot of different types of filibusters. It's 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 a lot more complicated than that. But that's that is as short and simple as as I can make. It. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate you simplifying it. I'm also is there outside of like outside of overriding a presidential veto? Mm-hmm. Can like can technically mm-hmm. legally can the Senate? pass any bill with a simple majority so that is what is called the nuclear option uh which eliminates the the threshold of 60 votes and just requires a simple majority of 51 you're not supposed to do it the whole reason why it's called the nuclear option is because it's like a fucking nuclear button right you're not supposed to drop the bomb the fucking a bomb on any given situation, okay? This is what historically it's been known as. Uh, Mitch McConnell has used this bitch whenever he fucking feels like, but in particular, 
he has used it when like like to do just a lot of nonsense when it comes to confirming or blocking judges. Of That's when he loves using it. Is that he's like, oh well, uh-huh. you know, Obama gives the nuclear option to get his uh, charges for all like, because you wouldn't give them a fucking floor vote, a, and you did it first. They did it back. That's what's so infuriating. He does this all the time. So he'll do something, right? The tit. Then the tat will come, and he acts like that was the first strike. <laughs> and it's like, well, now I just have caught Blanche to do whatever because they drew first. Blah, 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 blah. God damn you to hell, Mitch McConnell. When you die, it will not be enough. It will not be enough. It will not. It, it, like, I, it'll, it'll, it'll be the only time that I will be fine with Mitch McConnell's existence. Well, I will never be fine with Mitch McConnell's existence. But at least, I don't know, like 40 years from now, when people are reading about it in the history books, and it's just like, holy shit, this one guy really boned us, didn't he? Yeah, they're going to like put a, a combo chapter together. Actually, no, they're probably just going to have Mitch. They're probably going to have like Mitch and Trump be their own. Well, you know what it's going to be? Trump is going to be his own chapter because that's easier for presidents. And then Mitch is going to be one of those boxes in the history textbooks that yeah. appears in like yeah, yeah, every yeah, yeah, chapter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like, here's how he ruined this. Here's how he this um but also like filibusters are just not the filibuster historically has been used for just like the worst most heinous shit yeah why like, why would you want to stop a voting rights yeah if you have yeah. the majority yeah, that, I mean, that means people generally probably want it because that's why the majority of votes the majority of reps want to vote that way is probably their constituents. So if you're blocking the majority, that's one anti-democratic and two, probably, I mean, yeah, like you said, I know historically it's been used mainly to be racist. Like, <laughs> but that's the whole, that's the whole thing, man. Like we were talking about this either last time or two episodes ago, but like the Republican parties, their, their governing principle is simply that, they don't have a majority. They know they don't have a majority, and they will do whatever it takes to ensure that they stack the deck in their favor to hide that fact. Which is that is it? That's all that they're about. Which that's is it. the perfect. Like it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think that's like the. Sorry, go ahead. I think that's the perfect way to talk about why the filibuster needs to go away completely. Is because that's the re- that's mm. why it's in the news right now. Is that the Republican governments ac- right. across multiple states are redistricting mm. and they're rewriting voting laws to make it so basically mm. they're rewriting voting laws to prevent as many people who would normally vote for Democrats, i.e., poorer people, people who aren't white rich men, basically, you know, and you know, suburban sort of people. Yeah, well, like, and have said as much. And and said as much on record to the Supreme Court. Yeah, they've admitted when to Amy doing this. Fucking asked them like, "What is the point of this?" They were like, "To make it competitive, because otherwise we don't stand a chance." I mean, like, I didn't even. Which that's is the thing is that that was near verbatim. And that's also like what a what a even, lie. Like, that's not how that works. You're not making it competitive by making it so you stand a chance. What you're doing is rigging the the system. This isn't the NFL. This isn't the NBA 
you don't need to go redistribute the players because like, like they're acting like, oh, well, what the American people want to see is good basketball. So we're just going to like <laughs> redistribute the teams that everything is fun. It's like, no, everybody is on one team. And, and that, yeah. Well, they're not. Okay. They're on one team and that they understand that they hate Republicans and Republicans don't do anything for them. They understand that. I mean, what yeah. they want from there from the Democratic Party is unclear. Yeah. And also, that's the problem with a big tent party. Yeah, a big tent has many has many groups within it. So, so that's going to be. But you know what? That would be great. Like if they're like, we won't be able to get elected and exist anymore. It's like, well, one that means that uh, nobody yeah. wants you in power, which is how democracy works. Yeah. And two, if that's the end of the Democratic right. Party or the Republican Party, good because if the Republican Party truly does end. And, you know, from my lips to God's ears, right? But if it does, then that's the also, <laughs> it's also the end of the Democratic Party. Because what happens if the Republican yeah. Party disintegrates is the Democratic Party, with its many underrepresented groups, will then go, hey, you know what? Now we can, like, form another, we'll have the Democrats and, and a new progressive party, hopefully, which would be awesome. Like, <laughs> It would be nice to just like eliminate the Republican faction altogether. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, it's eating itself right now. But like, what, what, the introduction of like new venom into the political calculus is is frustrating. All of these people that like formerly did not vote because nobody was saying like. Nobody was like speaking to them in a directly racist way, where it's like, "Hey, I want what the whites want. That's my guy right there." (laughs) And it's just like infused all the. And I mean, those people have every right to vote as well. I still think, even despite them, that we win. Oh yeah, just more. And I mean, like most most of the political maps bear that out. It's just like there's more people. That are like, no, fuck Republicans. I won't even say this pro-democratic because, fuck, I've never cast a pro-democrat vote in my life. It's mostly just been calculus of like, how do I keep the least amount of Republicans in office? Which I think, honestly, I mean, I I know a lot of people who are registered Democrats themselves. I mean, I I say that as mm-hmm. I'm not. I've I tend to also vote mostly democrat i'm an a registered independent but even the registered democrats i know who even refer to themselves as like party members on occasion it's like most of their voting is anti-republican more than it is pro the dnc like right right right, right, right. they're just the like DNC not is the assholes i don't think the dnc likes the dnc my mic fell yeah the right. dnc does not is does not like itself there's two there's too much of it. Um, well, yeah. well, before we filibust, talking about the filibuster. Sorry, that was that the- nut. Ah! That nut. <laughs> filibuster nut. What uh, he was gonna say and meant to say. He saved my joke. That's a good yeah. co-host, everyone. We are a team Mike here, drop. the Nye guys. <laughs> the Nye guys. 
I, I think we should um, skip our way well, over to some bad blood. content, unless you unless you have more rants to give on the filibuster. No. Ah. I, I did a pretty stupid job of explaining it the first time, so I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job. Uh, it was useful oh. to me. Uh, if you guys have any further questions oh. about the filibuster or the bad content you're about to hear, you know, hit up Ter- hit up Harrison on Twitter. Uh, it'll it'll be fun. Yep, your local channel. Um, it will be fun. I would love people to tweet at me. Yeah, tweet tweet. I'm gonna regret at Harrison. Yeah. No, I'm not. No one's gonna. Oh, I hope tweet at Harrison. Please, 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 please. His his Twitter's in the description of this episode. Please do it. It'll be hilarious. And I guess right now, enjoy some tunes by the Future Cooperative. Everybody just missed the best, funniest little riff. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I shaking and baking, the shaking of the body, the baking of the soul. Uh, it was very funny. Everybody laughed. Uh, but y'all missed it because somebody left my mic on mute. <laughs> somebody. Uh, it wasn't me. Somebody did that. And you just, you never put the H guy on mute. You know? You, uh, the H guy. You should know better. You, and nothing but, yes, <laughs> that's my name. Are you acting like this is weird or the first time you've heard I, it? I've, this is what all of us I know. I can't believe I've missed out. it in in the last, I'm trying to think about how long we've known each other, 21 years. <laughs> Oh, it's, been, it's been close to like 25, my dude. No way. We didn't know each other <laughs> when we were that. We were in Chimney Yeah, 20. Yeah, so we were six. That that makes it about 20. What is that, 21, 22 years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Mr. Math. <laughs> All right, Math Guy. Why don't you, H Guy and Math Guy. H Guy and Good Math guy. guy. Well, we uh we have a little bad content for you. This one's a really I'm excited about this one. This was Harrison's idea. Would you like to introduce the bad content? This one's going to be a series, y'all. That's partially why I'm excited. It is. <laughs> it is going to be a series, and it is going to focus on the brand new uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO. Um, in preparation. For this, I rewatched Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, the Ultimate Edition, just to really get uh, Zack Snyder's full vision. Wait, did you really? What he was going for, I really did, and actually ended up running out of time and only watching about 20 minutes of Hey! <laughs> I only watched the first 20 minutes, too! It was so long! <laughs> It clocks in, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a multi-part. We had loosely planned on doing this as a, uh, like, with each part, since it's in six parts, but... Uh, mm. It's it's long. I don't know that I can talk about this. 
times. It's so long. It's so long, and it's the same movie. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, I get it. All the shots are different. They're using B-roll. They're they're using other stuff that that. I mean, it's it's new-ish. So, but it's do, also just the same. I have movie. I have a confession to make as far as my. And 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 I and I figured it would be good as a bad content. You not know the backstory? No, like I just figured it'd be good as a bad content viewer not to educate myself, so I could more adequately criticize this Zack Snyder Justice League. I have not seen the theater release of Justice League. I have not seen the Ben Affleck Batman movie. I haven't seen Batman vs Superman, and I have not seen Man of Steel. Oh. Okay, cool. So you're going into this like super fresh. Yeah, the opening of the well, movie is Superman really... screaming a lot, <laughs> which I did not get. Yes, uh, which no, that was from the last. That was from Batman versus Superman, uh, which it was odd to me that they spent an entire like ten minutes recreating a movie that I've already seen. Uh, which I guess actually this entire exercise is just that, but. <laughs> Um. Yes, it opens in glorious four-three aspect ratio. Which why um, you know how TVs are made? Because Zach it's how Snyder. Zack Snyder intended. That's not true. It's not as though this was made on an iPad, and an iPad is the only thing that it actually fits on. Chris, it's true. so you know. There you maybe go. Maybe you just want to. It's your little highfalutin widescreen loving ass out of here. I'm with sorry that, that when I'm watching something on a television, I don't want the side, like literally one fourth of each side the of the screen. screen. Yeah, half the screen split oh. into quarters on either side of the movie are just oh. black. <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> That's nothing. That's nonsense. Why would you make a movie um, for that? Was it supposed yeah. to be an IGTV well, what are, release? What, are, what, are, what do you... Yeah, so this is pretty good. What do you think is happening? Um, because I can tell you what's happening in the beginning of Justice League. It's not going to make any more sense. Oh, no, this but is a great way for us happening? to... Oh, please. No, you're you're a genius. This is totally how we should do this series. Is I'm not going to know any of the That's backstory. We'll watch it 20 to like 30 <laughs> minutes at a time. I'll explain to you what I think the movie is about. And then you can explain to me what Zach <laughs> thinks the movie is about. I'll show you what the answer is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Excellent. And and that is important is to say what I think Zach was going for because he, he like there's so much <laughs> he's so funny man like I I I really I don't hate Zach Snyder at all uh, I don't think he makes good things but I like he's just he's just he amuses me man like <laughs> like his complete lack of subtlety okay okay I'll get prime example in BVS. Batman versus Superman. Uh, Superman dies, which I'm sure you gather, quote unquote. They were very, very, very exceedingly loosely adapting a storyline from the comics in the 90s, uh, in which Superman is beaten to death by Doomsday, um, oh. who is un- we'll get we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> but uh, he dies, and then like 
they're they're doing shot like at the, it's supposed to be at everyone's at the funeral, right? Oh. For Superman because every, like, you're doing a bunch of shots of like empty places, and then one of the shots <laughs> is like a pan of the empty Daily Planet office, and just hanging on the wall is like a newspaper clipping of like Kennedy dead. It's like. Oh, you see, because he wants us to like think mentally, like this is like Kennedy, when Kennedy died, but like you know, it's Zack Snyder, so he's gonna do it subtly by just putting the paper on the wall that says Kennedy dead, <laughs> forcing us into making that connection, which was already apparent by what you were like. That's the thing is that it's like every time, like I kind of liked you know the empty, uh, the empty grocery store it's like a restaurant or something like that was good i was like okay you know everyone's at the funeral oh okay he just shoved it down my throat. Okay, that's fine i was accepting it anyway like i was fine with what was happening but then you just forced it so yes please for all of our listening pleasures chris what's happening in Zack snyder's justice league i can't wait all right so here's what's happening so the movie opens and and at first you think and i'm just going to go through my play-by-play of my mental experience watching this movie so for the first 60 seconds i think that hbo is fucking up because the movie's in 4-3 ratio which is not how movies are (laughs) anymore not since the year 1990 something so i immediately go to google and type in why is Zack snyder's extended justice league on hbo in 4-3 ratio and the answer was the the google answer that popped up is like whatever they're quoting from hbo and i must have missed it maybe i wasn't looking at the screen but apparently a, a thing pops up when you first put it on that says that it that the movie is in 4-3 to preserve the artistic vision of Zack Snyder uh-huh. as he's telling the story. So once right. I knew that, I said, okay, the movie's not fucking up. It just is fucked up. So I'll, I'll watch it. And we get through our, you know how it is with any superhero movie. You got to watch DC emblem come up. The production company emblems come up. Ooh, the the music is spooky and dark. And now a rock is breaking apart. And I'm not sure what the rock is. And now Superman's screaming a lot. And sonic waves are coming out of his mouth. But I guess he's taking a breath and screaming more. Because there are like... 20 sonic waves that boom out of him while he's screaming not just like one from a singularly loud dramatic scream it's like 20 all sonic boomy loud screams for reasons and it goes over the ocean and i see a mermaid wearing armor and then a box shakes and she looks at it dramatically and then the box stops shaking and we go okay a box and then i see a cyborg or maybe the cyborg is first and he hears a box shake inside of his closet but he doesn't even get up to look at it we get to go inside the closet as the omniscient viewpoint i guess and see the box do some dazzly cgi dancing and, and then it stops and then we go to i guess wonder woman's home homeland in greece or some shit and the box is making noise a lot of people have these boxes i don't know what the boxes are but there's a box making noise and then one of the warriors touches it and like when she touches it it like cracks in the side and like light a light beam shoots out of the crack 
and then we go to Lex Luthor, who is Jesse Eisenberg. Maybe I should just refer to everyone as their actors' names to make it clear. We cut to Jesse Eisenberg, mm. who is long hair and blonde. Long mermaid. <laughs> yeah, if you want to imagine Jesse Eisenberg, imagine him with imagine his face, but like Andy Warhol style, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's his look in this movie. And he's looking at what appears to be some kind of like satanic digital thing brought to life. I don't know. It looks like a like a black liquid being with horns that is presenting another set of boxes to Eisenberg because the boxes must be important and now credits more credits a lot of land and then we hit Ben Affleck standing on the side of a cliff looking down at a tiny town and I know that Ben Affleck is Batman so I'm excited at this point uh do you have any corrections to make before I go into what happens next (laughs) no and because the absolutely wild thing is that while I can give you like the names of certain things that you referenced it's not any more complicated than what you're saying the boxes are not they don't do what they do in the comics so like it's unimportant like they're literally just three MacGuffins. uh the only thing is that the jesse eisenberg when he's just like chilling in blood or something um yeah he's like in, he's a, like in a weird pool dark pool. He's in yeah, he's in like the crash Kryptonian ship from the first movie, and he's looking at like th- like Krypton's library, kind of, which is telling him about this bad guy. And so those aren't three additional mother boxes; those are just the three. Uh, he he's finding out about them for reasons unknown. It's still very unclear why Jesse Eisenberg even wants. Um, Steppenwolf, and therefore, uh, yeah, Steppenwolf, by the way, is the name of that demonic looking dude. <laughs> okay, I was uh, like, who? <laughs> yes, and he serves Darkseid on the planet Apocalypse. I, Darkseid hasn't appeared yet in the movie. I did not make it very far at all. Uh, I got to when uh, Batman just pays Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Which God. Was Which is amazing. First of all, I'm fairly certain that Batman can probably take him. But then, just like the lack, again, the lack of subtlety when he's just like, I'll pay you to talk. And he pushes him up against the wall and then he just literally pulls out a wad of hundreds. Which renders the whole like, right, wall cool, pushing cool, cool. meaningless. Like, he it's the entire basically batman descends to this village where aquaman is but batman i guess doesn't know what aquaman looks like yet because he goes in the village and he's like you guys have some poseidon like guy who gives you fish and that's the thing that's weird about this scene is that like he absolutely does know what aquaman looks like so i mean like his playing coy is not helping anybody yes like in the previous movie he has a file in which like, he sees a video of Aquaman. Oh. Uh, well, technically, he sends it to Wonder Woman, who sees. But presumably, he opened it if he sent it to someone else. Yeah. Um, so that's weird. Like, that scene just doesn't register correctly. It's like, well, wait. So you knew he was Aquaman? And why are you fucking with all these other people? Yeah, why are... Just why go are, to hell. You, they're <laughs> doing this weird thing where, like, Batman's t- 
talking through Aquaman, who is translating for, I guess, the mayor or the mob boss of this tiny fishing village. It's very much a mob boss kind of vibe, but the setting and the and the set dressing and the costuming is very much everyone here is like a fisherman and they're poor. But for some reason, like Aquaman is acting like he's the muscle for this like one dude. And then Batman is like, all right, but I want to talk to this Aquaman guy without saying Aquaman. And Aquaman responds with, I'm just going to say Jason Momoa. I don't like saying Aquaman. It's awkward. (laughs) It's awkward, man. So Jason Momoa, like goes all right you can talk to the dude but it'll cost 5 grand american and and then batman responds with hey i'll pay you 25 grand for no reason he just negotiates against himself to talk to the guy right now right i'll do you one better i'll pay you four times the money you asked for nobody asked you to yeah well it's happening well, it's going to happen. And then, yeah, so then Jason Momoa, like, pushes him against a wall, and then and then Ben Affleck gives him the money, which is like, all right, why didn't you just, why did you need to push him against the wall to effect the money that you guys already were down to exchange prior to the violence? <laughs> like, what's the point of any of this? <laughs> And then I guess Ben Affleck just says, hey, like, some aliens are coming and we need to defend against them. You should help me out. And then Aquaman says the name of this part, which is... He just says enemies, yeah. What is is the line? It's the name of part one, but I forget what it is. Not gonna happen, Batman, or something like that. Yeah, it's like the most... Which, like... like, Don't get... Don't get your hopes up, Batman. Yeah, so so cheesy. Piss off, Batman. <laughs> so so yeah. weird. Divided into parts. Like, but that's that's the thing. That's the thing that I love the most, and why I am just so excited to keep going with this is that this is just proof positive. Like they were like, "All right, we're gonna let Zach do whatever he wants," and he did, and it's just like possibly worse. <laughs> it's like, oh no! So you're telling me that the mitigating factors are actually making these movies better than it? I mean, I don't know. I haven't finished it. We'll see. And I, some people on Twitter seem to be pleased with it, but thus far, it is the same movie <laughs> with just slightly different dialogue and shots. It's so very excited to continue. It's on. It's amazing how star-studded it is. Like I'm honestly, I'm excited to keep watching it yeah. in these like twenty to thirty-minute chunks because because <laughs> now that the, to see when in the world Willem Dafoe is exactly, going to show up. I saw Willem Dafoe pop up and I was like, yeah. "This isn't Spider-Man." I got very confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah, that's uh. I guess that's part one of Justice League. Yeah, we'll we'll watch more next time. We'll try to watch maybe 30, 40 minutes so we have more meat to talk about. Because honestly, the first like yeah, we'll 15... Yeah, I mean like 15 it's minutes of this movie were the opening credits. It was so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then not only that, I, I it was hysterical to me that like when they actually he's been doing this thing recently where like he will put the title of his movie on the most inconsequential shot of that movie. Uh, <laughs> like he did it again. 
It's just like Cyborg's back. And it's just like, oh, by the way, you're watching Justice League. All right, back to the action. <laughs> Wait, what? It's like not how you. That's <laughs> like you're not gonna you're not gonna like put up the symbol or something. I don't know. I guess that's gonna happen in four hours. <laughs> yeah, the movie's Buckle probably going to end with the title. It's going to be one of those that has the title happen multiple times. Yeah. That's that yeah. Can't wait. Very excited. Well, I I guess it's time to wrap it up and we'll and we'll get to more Justice League probably not next week, but expect expect it to appear again soon. Um It'll yeah, it'll be trickling in. <laughs> trickling from time to time. Yeah, maybe we'll start. Uh, maybe we'll do another Bible Man next week, or we'll do a Kakaguri episode. We'll we'll start serializing some stuff. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on the social medias, which are in the description below. below. <gasps> Look at that! I just fucked up in the description below. It was a plug. It was beautiful. Yeah, look at me. I'm learning. Oh, he's doing it. He's really fucking doing it. <laughs> You're playing Can't with us, Peter. Fun. <laughs> beautiful that was a that was a hook right. quote for for you listeners <laughs> no 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 i i caught and loved it um and i can't i can't improve on it so. 